Well, hey, everybody, I'm Kurt. And I'm Liza. We're both parents, and this is the Parent Skills Podcast. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back. Liza, good to see you. Good to see you, too. So glad you're tuning in, parents. We are really, really thrilled you're joining us. This time around, we are going to be talking about our biggest parenting fails and wins. We're each going to share a fail and a win in hopes of encouraging you in your parenting journey. And we'll be right back. Hey, hey, hey. Liza, good to see you. Good to see you too. Liza, you have the world's biggest jug of water. It's Just one of my me, biggest wins. Give me, give me the give me the thirty second. Why? How much is that? How? I have a hundred and twenty eight ounce water bottle thanks to one of my Bible. There's study no girls. such thing as a hundred and twenty eight ounce water bottle. It's a hundred twenty. It's a jug. It's a water bucket. <laughs> Liza takes both of my hands to carry. I was going to say you're you're. Uh, who I'm, I'm well this is not a statement hydrated. about you i'm saying in generally speaking who is strong enough to lift that up to their mouth to get a drink of that stuff hey it's helping me stay energized with my children wow. there is such a um producer jeremy's in the house as always jeremy. hello also husband jeremy husband jeremy that's a very good way to put it and just jeremy sometimes just you know known as... um i also go by mr liza mr liza yeah. that's another title yeah. I've been okay that's good yeah. that's good um I was going to ask you a question, Jeremy, and then I forgot. Never mind. It had to do with Liza and her, and her water. Yes, I, yes. I, I, it is a privilege to be married to Liza. <laughs> yes. I love everything about being her. a parent with her, with yeah. her four kids. Okay. Thank it's you. Really, yeah, thank you for okay. asking. <laughs> there you go. Okay, Liza, let's jump into it. Sounds good. So people who might be new to the podcast, um, this is our effort just to encourage parents and help them win. Yes. We just want parents, we want to help parents in their efforts to raise interdependent, lifelong followers of Jesus who want to make a kingdom impact. That's kind of our Amen. stated purpose. And mm-hmm. hopefully everything we talk about yeah. to some Stay degree helps helps them get get there. Yes. Um, sometimes it might be a little bit of a stretch when we're talking about water bottles. Probably not helping the big picture. Got to have an icebreaker. But you got to have an icebreaker. <laughs> um, so, Liza, you're a parent, four yes. young kids at home. Mm-hmm. I'm the parent, two adult children, empty nesters. You're, we're, today we're going to talk about, we're going to get a little bit vulnerable. Totally. Okay. I was not necessarily excited for this one. Well, you know, <laughs> me neither. And and I'm not sure about you, but I, it was easier for me. I had more options to choose from, from my biggest parenting fail yes. than my biggest parenting win. <laughs> like I had to really reach for the win yes. and the, like, the well was deep. Good enough. Good enough. But I, I think oftentimes parents feel like, gosh, am I the only one who struggles with this? Or am I the only one who, and sometimes parents have a hard time maybe just being honest, like, hey, here's something we did right. Mm -hmm. It's okay to recognize, man, I got this one right. And whether it's a year down the road or two years down the road or 15 years down the road, you can look back and go, I think this decision paid, there was some fruit involved. Like this, this decision had some dividends attached to it. It's, it's good to recognize that. And it's okay for us to share those because it will encourage, there might be a parent who goes, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Or they go, eh, that's a good win for them. Doesn't make sense for my context or the way we want to raise our kids. That's all good. Mm-hmm. We're trying not to be prescriptive. Yes. Hopefully we will never make the mistake of saying, 
this is you what must you must do. This. You must do this mm-hmm. or don't ever do this because yep. there are things that you and Jeremy do yeah. that work for you that yep. would not work for Rachel and I. Yep. The way we're wired, the way our kids are wired. God made us all different as parents and God's made all of our kids very different. Yeah. And there's probably some universal truths, right? But even the universal truth, well, not probably, there are obviously yep. some scriptural, biblical, universal parenting truths. Yes. But how you contextualize those and how you live those out, mm-hmm. it's going to be a little bit different. So let's jump into it. Let's do let's it. Let's do this. We'll go back and forth. So let's each right. share our parenting fail. Let's let's start with the tough. Just one. We'll end, <laughs> that way we'll end on an up note. Good I, idea. I don't want to end the Parent Skills Podcast on a, Kurt, a kind Kurt of and Liza or losers. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you're not losing. <laughs> yeah, we hope you're not losing. So Liza, why don't you go first? Okay. What would you say is your your biggest parenting win? What do you mean fail? Oh, sorry. Fail. Well, hopefully yes. it will be a win. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no longer fail. <laughs> fail. What, what's, what's your biggest parenting fail? Yes. Well, I think um, to maybe say it as simple as possible is practicing what I preach, um, knowing that our actions speak louder than our words. You know, I was thinking about how, you know, we always say, oh, we're not going to do what our parents did, or I'm never going to say because I said so. And yet there you are eating your own words and your foot. And like, I just said that. And I, mm. and the fact that I have to say because I said so shows that obviously I'm not modeling that or practicing what I'm preaching. And I think especially that was like a really sobering, humble moment when I think about what I am blessed and honored and called to do, like as a minister of the gospel at the church, I am not great at always prioritizing the relationship with God. You know, I can't say like I oversaw our kids' small groups program and there were weeks that it was kids' small groups night and I'm like, <gasps> I haven't even taken their book out and I'm in charge of this program and wrote the curriculum and uh, my own kids have not even looked at it. And just knowing that like, okay, I can't be practicing or I can't be preaching what I'm not willing to practice myself with them. Mm. Like I can't be telling everybody else you should be doing this. And, you know, but I think even at the same time, I'm also a licensed marriage and family therapist. And how many times would I walk away from a session, you know, is, and this can sound arrogant, but here when you and I say this is, man, I just gave that family or those parents or that, you know, kid, like some great gold, some wisdom in the counseling arena and the biblical, you know, wisdom. And then I go home and it's like, wow, I have not applied any of that with my own children. Just told that family to be patient and to embrace them in their love language. And yet I went home and I was impatient and I didn't really care what their love language was at that moment because I was having a selfish moment. Right. So I think it's definitely that knowing that we can have the best of intentions. We can know in our head what we need to do, but it's are we practicing what we're preaching? Are we practicing what we're saying? Yeah. Well, excuse me. Every parent is guilty of that. Totally. Every single parent is guilty of not practicing what they preach. Right. I mean, don't talk to your sister that way. And then you turn around and talk to your spouse in the same tone or whatever, you know, you name it. I need, when I, how many times do I have to ask you to take out the trash? Right. And then, you forget what your chore is. Yes. So we're all very, very guilty of that. Um, my, my biggest parenting fail, um, I think for sure, Rachel and I had some as a couple, right? Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to, I didn't want to, it would it'd be too easy for me to share our coupling fail. And then she's not, she's not here, right? So I could kind of put a little bit more of the, of the weight on her. her. It, was really, it, was, it was really Rachel's <laughs> fault, but you know, who, who was I to say anything? That's your um, parenting fail right there. It's not partnering <laughs> yeah, with your yeah, wife. <laughs> for sure. Um, so, but a curt parenting fail is I spent too much time, especially early on. When I say too much time, I mean like too many years, mm. too much time 
trying to convince my kids to be interested in the stuff I was interested in mm-hmm. and not taking the time or making the sacrifice to, for me to be interested in what they're interested in. I tolerated it. Mm. We allowed it. Good, good for us, right? We allowed there, but I didn't take an active interest. I kept trying to pull them into the things I was interested in. So surfing, watching football, right? The, the, the things that I want, the skate park, whatever it was. Um, stuff, I, I'm, I'm an outdoorsy, active, sportsy guy. So I just did whatever I could to pull yeah. my kids as opposed to really paying attention and going, okay, they're into this. How can I be interested in that? Yeah. And it took me far too long. And I know, I know when it, cro- I, I know the moment that I crossed the threshold was my son was probably in, I don't know, fifth grade mm-hmm. and he had played sports, you know, he was doing things, but he, he wasn't loving that stuff. He loved Rubik's cubes, like loved Rubik's cubes, taught himself how to solve a Rubik's cube in 30 seconds, all this stuff. And then he started asking us to take him to these, now you guys probably don't even know these exist. I didn't know they existed. There's Rubik's cube competitions that travel oh. and they, 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 the discovery zone in Santa Ana this Saturday is hosting and all the top Rubik's cube people. There's like 15 different categories of competition. And he wanted us to start taking him. And at first I just kind of, okay. And my wife would go and I, cause I'm not Rubik's cubes. I don't get it. Uh, and then I started going and I decided I'm just going to, and I'm just going to embrace it. Oh. And I'm going to start talking to him about Rubik's cubes. I'm going to order special ones online for him. And, and it changed everything. You know, it changed everything. I'm embarrassed to admit it took until he was in fifth grade for me to start going, oh, there's some really cool benefits for me entering his world. Because otherwise what you're really saying is, and what I was saying for years was, what you're interested in isn't, isn't valuable. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'll tolerate it. It's good for you. It's not for me. It's not for us. Yeah. And it, and it, it, it minimizes, you know, the way God's wired them mm-hmm. and the interests that they have. And so that was a, a parenting fail was, taking far too long to truly be interested in the things that interested my kids. Mm. So, well, sounds like that could be a fail for us down the road is we're going to have a fifth grader soon. You are. And <laughs> I'll tell you yet, what, but... um, oh, man, I got to get into Pokemon a little more. I, That's what you're telling me. Yes. <laughs> Jeremy, you do have to get more. I, I, I am, I am encouraging you to get into Pokemon. That's all I'm thinking about right now is Pokemon. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Thank you. I'm Jeremy, there, there, there's probably, there's, yeah, here. there's probably times you shouldn't be producing these podcasts. Um, just let, 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 Hey, Jeremy, the Holy spirit, just let, listen to the Holy spirit. <laughs> Do do with that what I you want. I just don't get it. <laughs> well, I I hear you. I hear you. But it's not about no, me. You're like right. It's not about us. You're right. It's not it's, about me. I mean, we're the grown-ups, right? So we should be the ones who can sacrifice and enter their world mm-hmm. as yeah. opposed. Now, you know, you might catch a break and the kids love what you love. Mm-hmm. Right? Totally. So, but but we're the grown-ups. Making so it less about us. Make it less about, about us and more about them. Okay. Now we'll flip flop it. I'll I'll go back to back and then you can yeah. wrap us up. Great. Um, my biggest parenting Oh, win. win. Oh, we got to talk about the win. Get My out of goodness. the fails. <laughs> My biggest parenting win. Now, this one is a Curtin Rachel, but, but um, it, it was a game changer for us. And now you guys are a couple years away from this. Peyton okay. just turned 10. Yes. You did. So, We're you know, you're, you're, you're a couple years away from this because I don't think you can do it too early. I, I think, I think it's one you wait a little bit longer, but when our kids became uh, you know, mid teenagers, 14, mm-hmm. 15, younger teenagers, I guess. 
we, Rachel and I sat down and we made a decision and the, the, the decision was anytime our teenager invites us to be a part of their world, we say yes, yes. period. If our teenager invites us to be a part of their world, we say yes. Hey dad, do you want to go to the movies? Yes. Hey dad, do you want to go to the, you want to go to the, to this, my son was in the track, right? Do you want to go and, and tie me running the 400? Yes. Mm. Hey dad, do you want to go to the mall? Yes. Hey mom and dad, can we have dinner to get? Yes. I mean, we would cancel existing plans. If any, any within our means, yes. if it was financially realistic and we could arrange, rearrange our schedule, our answer was, yeah, and it still is. So my daughter is married. We have two grandkids. My son is 23. He's out on his own. But just the other day, just the other day, it was Sunday morning. You know, we don't have, we're not doing church yes. as of the, uh, you know, we, by the time this, yes. we, we might be by the time we're doing, this is airing, but he said, Hey dad, I'm going to drive to San Juan Capistrano to JD flannels donuts. It's a new fancy donut yeah. place. So it's the best donuts. You want to <laughs> go? I was like, Oh man, I was just sitting down to like, enjoy my coffee and just kind of have Kurt time. My 23 year old son is inviting me to go on an hour long journey to get donuts. I'll do mm-hmm. that. Yes. Love it. And it has been the, that's been the biggest parenting win was just say, and then now the reason I say you can't do it too early is because, you know, younger kids are asking you all the time, all the time. (laughs) Can we do this, this dad, you know, it's, it's relentless, right? Yeah. As your teenagers get older, those windows, the invitations do, they do get more rare. Golden nuggets. that it's like, get them while they're hot. And when an invitation comes around once a week, twice Mm -hmm. a month, why would I say no to that? Totally. Why would I say no to the, the, to the rare invitation? I'm going to say yes to every invitation. So that's my biggest parenting win. I love it. That's great. Um, I think for us, it was ironic on the tales of uh, what we we're talking about with the fails is being intentional. Like, I think that we have really won in being intentional of what works for us and our family and each of our kids as individuals. So when I say that, like tr- really trying to avoid the comparison trap, you know, it was easy, especially with our first kiddo to to read the parenting books, the blogs, the, to compare to other parents. But at some point it's like, well, we have to be intentional that works for us. You know, that these may be the quote unquote experts, but there's no perfect guide. Even the Bible is not going to give us the exact step-by-step what we're supposed to do with sleep training, with diaper changes, with feeding. So it's, we have to navigate that and be intentional with works for us. But I think even then for our family and standing by what our family stands for, you know? And so for some people, maybe a good example is, the whole winner is our kid getting a phone. Well, what does our family stand for? If that doesn't fall in line with that, then that's going to navigate when we do things. And that doesn't mean that we're going to need to alter that because of what the world says, what their best friends say, and just really knowing what our family stands for. Um, but I think even the intentionality, because we have four kids, is just having to remind ourselves to be intentional and treating each of them as individuals. Mm. It's so easy to have, for lack of better words, a herd mentality of like, you're all going to eat this and we're all going to watch this movie or we're all going to do this. And it's like, well, wait, you know, that doesn't work in any fathom at any part of of parenting, whether it's how we communicate. You know, we've got one kiddo who you could just ask one question and could go for an hour. You've got another one that feels like you have to ask an hour's worth of questions and you'll get five words, Right. you know, but knowing that we have to be intentional and use those different communication styles, use different forms of um, discipline. You know, they're not all going to respond to the same thing. Have different forms of playtime because just because one works for one kid isn't going to work for the other. And exactly what you said, Kurt, is finding their different hobbies. You know, we can't assume that 
even if one is more athletic in how God's made him or her, that doesn't mean that that's what they're loving, though. They may love instead the arts. That doesn't mean that we do what we presume is best for them. So being really intentional in just the way you spend your time, the way you approach each of your kids and what your family stands for as a whole. Yeah, I love that. You said something that jumped off the page at me when you said it. Avoid the herd mentality. Yes. Man, that's gold. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're a parent of more than one child, mm-hmm. the, the herd mentality is so natural. Yeah. And to try the best you can to avoid the herd mentality, I think is, is just genius. And that's, that takes intentionality. It reminds me of one of the very first parent skills podcasts. So parents, if you know, you can go back and find it. I I interviewed my friend, Scott Rubin, Mm. um, who's probably the most intentional parent I've ever been around. And um, we talked about the idea that almost nothing good happens by accident. Yep. Like you don't just slide into good parenting. Like you got to think about it and you got to be intentional and, an intentional thing like avoiding the herd mentality mm-hmm. is is such a smart way to go about it. It's just little things like that that I think are really, really helpful. So awesome. Well, there you have it, parents. Um, every parent has wins. Every yeah. parent has fails. It's it's just when you signed up to be a parent, you it signed up to the territory. <laughs> it comes with the territory. You signed up to be really good at some stuff, to be really good at other stuff. Hopefully, hopefully, um, we're not bad at the same things over and over again. Right. Yes. Hopefully we, we, we learn and we grow. Um, but we hope that this week's episode, this month's episode, I don't know how often we're doing these. We're still figuring that out. We hope this episode has been encouraging. Liza, we've got par- saddlebackparents.com. Yes. The two, with lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. So parents, if you haven't checked out saddlebackparents.com, be sure to do that and share it with a friend. You don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to be a, a church goer. Everything in there is church based, Bible based, but I think it's good for everybody. Thanks for joining us. Yes. Thanks so much. We'll see you soon.